0: Brother, oh, Excellent, we are red lighted, we are all set to go We and are red lighted We are red lighted <laughs> <laughs> And you don't like Irish whiskey because it's The witty wifey The witty wifey
1: says that Irish whiskey is too Gaelic Too Gaelic, Yes, <laughs> it is quite cool It is very cool
0: yes. I think that the uh, Irish whiskey is just elegant which isn't as funny as Gaelic, but it is elegant. All right. Wendy's gone, but we're still dealing with pussycats. Exactly. Oh, well, all part of the fun. Uh, How are you doing, brother? I'm good. Long day, you said.
1: A long day. Yes, yes, yes.
0: But yeah. I... Um... Can't decide whether he wants to tell everybody's been promoted and tell them the company and his customer or not.
1: Yeah, that was the thought that went through your <laughs> exactly, head. Exactly, exactly. Well,
0: Moraine's working for an unnamed bank here in Belgium. It's not a bank. It's, it's not a, a bank. It's I a tried forma- to look. I tried to distract everybody no, here. Don't worry. And really a hide
1: big, it. Big international pharmaceutical company is my main customer these days.
0: And he's been promoted.
1: Uh, well, it's not really promoted. It's more like we saw that you're not happy in this position, so maybe we'll move you here where we think I he'll think that's be good. So, where, where is he
0: used to clear the trays up in the canteen, he now actually scrapes I'm the plates serving, I'm serving food now. Yes. you serving food yeah, exactly. now, but that's a promotion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're now M365 champion, moving forward, consultant, Something like lead, that. Yeah. whatever. You're back in your area of expertise. Yes. <laughs> nice. Oh, Gone well, are
1: the days cool. of creating functional risk analysis, and here are the days of doing webinars with champions about the latest and greatest in Microsoft 365.
0: AKA Hurrah! your customer. Excellent. Yes. Oh, well, but it was a long day. I know how you feel. I yep. have had such a day today that I have not actually formally answered any of my emails. I literally didn't get even 10 minutes to kind of catch up with the highlights. I had two three two 90 90-minute workshops. Yeah. Uh, one of which uh, was on um, managing AWS. I know it's a bit of an aside, Ooh. but cloud oh. services. Oh, And do you know how much? No, I'm not going to give you a figure. No, let me do this. Have you any idea? No, I don't know how to start this question. <laughs> so um, if you manage an AWS... So, no, I'm going to start something different. If you manage Azure for people, we know what's involved. Mm, oh, kind, okay, yeah. I guess if we're of, talking about systems of, and yeah, things, yeah. 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 But we know about, you know, Active Directory and AAD and accounts and authentication yeah, yeah. and identification. Mm. Yeah. Apparently in AWS, which world, is
1: like just like 2% of what Azure agreed. does. But, agreed. Agree. Okay. I get it. I get it. But yeah. it's
0: all part of management yeah, yeah. of it and everything else. In an AWS world, apparently it must be black magic because the price that people charge you for managing your ADS is 28% of your monthly charges. All right. Apparently, that's the kind of done thing. That's 28%. So if you have 30000 a month, they take 28% of that.
1: Okay. That's
0: twelve grand a month. So you nearly pay a third of what your costs are for somebody that will just and manage your accounts and it is the largest security.
1: service provider in the world.
0: Yes, but, you know, it's also the non-greenest. Might be. So if you were to take all the cloud service providers and look for one that's very green to support your CO2, Google is not the one to go to, apparently.
1: Google or yeah. AWS? S- AWS. Oh, sorry, Amazon. AWS. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, not Google. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Google. I don't mean to slander you out. Yeah. That's so.
1: maybe one of the reasons why Microsoft decided to be carbon neutral by some day.
0: Yeah, they all do that. But I'm guessing if I look at... Now I'm not going to go here. I was about to diss AWS again. But no, I, I no. just find it no. interesting. Some new areas that I'm stepping into in cloud mm-hmm. services. Uh, and uh, I was kind of uh, gobsmacked at the end of this 90-minute session when I got told how much it was going to cost. And it was as if, you know, it was an expected figure. So how does that feel to you? Well, by the time you do this and do that and do the other, that's quarter of a million I'll have spent this year, you know? And I'm going, right. I don't know what the value is. So I've got to kind of think about that and work it out. So
1: Mm, Okay, so you're saying that it might be a good idea to buy some Amazon stock. (laughs) It might be, but I I
0: think it's about the Amazon. But it's a little bit like gold partners, I think, in the Microsoft space. Mm -hmm. You know, Microsoft make it worth their while so they get access to the business and they can take cuts and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just kind of stepping into another cloud world at the moment Mm -hmm. and starting to see a similar kind of model. So maybe I shouldn't kind of be surprised. Hmm. Um, okay, but uh, but it's an interesting process. And then my other ninety-minute workshop session today was SharePoint rock Ooh. and roll.
1: That's cool. Yeah.
0: So I've done the MS Team stuff, and now it's uh, getting into SharePoint. Hmm. But between all the other meetings and people dragging me aside for questions, I have just had one of those constantly moving long days.
1: days. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? What else? Azure has that. AWS doesn't. Oh, a
0: joke. A joke. Is it like no, the four elephants and the kangaroos? No. No? no? Oh, okay. This is ChatGPT. What? Oh, ChatGTP. <laughs> so you were trying to be smart then and put a link into where yeah, we're going yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I screwed it up.
1: No, it's okay. It's no, okay. Ask me again. I'll no, be better no, this time. No, 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 no. We, we first, We first need to talk about all the stuff that we're gonna do in the next few months
0: that's because you have lots and lots of speaking engagements so yeah. which countries are you visiting in the next few weeks well, oh, oh no, no no in the in the next
1: let's Couple say of months. until now from now until june so by the time this podcast is out uh, i've already done my webinar for espc which is of course online okay um next weekend so the first Second weekend of February I'll be in Tallinn.
0: Tallinn. Envious man. Mm. Very envious. Yes. Yeah. But it will fun. be
1: a brief visit. So I'll really? fly there on Thursday and I'll fly back on Saturday.
0: Way enough time to come back in a state of disrepair.
1: Probably. Probably. Depending um, on who else is going up there. Yeah. Well, the the a bunch of people that might enjoy a little night out
0: so a little mm, night yeah. yeah okay good
1: so we've got that we've got a uh, modern workplace in paris you're going to uh, paris uh, yes yeah. uh we've got uh portugal with the iberian summit uh um, yep, say
0: hi to david for me i david will will be there i yep. will
1: and then we've got uh a uh berlin as AMS well coming up berlin. in june
0: Berlin's a great city. Have you been there before? Never
1: been to Berlin <gasps> before.
0: I know you're going to give yourself time to look around because yeah, it is yeah, worth yeah.
1: it. I'm gonna do at least one day. To... I went there in
0: the year the wall came down. No, I came. I went in there within two years of the wall mm. going down, mm-hmm. so it was still a, you know, uh, a big uh, amazing place. Yep. And And um, I went. Oh, actually, no, it was before then. That's interesting. So I went there when they announced a rather interesting product that changed the world so it was a big computer show in berlin Mm -hmm. and i went to see the guy that invented the world wide web tim berners lee i went to see tim berners lee announcing a product called netscape oh wow that's how old i am in this (laughs) bloody business (laughs) (laughs) oh boy okay
1: okay
0: yeah so that's what that's i cool. i went to and i went back going wow this is interesting and so i uh, i then went and set one of the first uh websites up in the uk uh and around universities mm. um and um yeah that was when you could get domain names without paying for them you just had to register for them and, yep. and save them but that was when there was only dot coms available yep. you couldn't get anything else fuck am i old there you go. Oh, wow. Cool. All right. So that was that. So, yeah, so you got some traveling. And then we yep. are working together in uh, Brussels. We have just yes. been accepted for our new. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But we can't we can't say
1: which conference it oh, is. Oh, can't we? No, we can't. It was in the email. Was it?
0: Yes. Until it's available on the website? Yes. Oh, okay. What website was it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: so yes, yes we
0: are going to be doing our first uh edition or release of the governance workshop um here in belgium so that is quite exciting yes.
1: and we're gonna do another one of that workshop later this we will year be at the south at coast the another dis- undisclosed
0: <laughs> oh well, we're not allowed to say that either
1: oh no okay uh, i don't no, know i think
0: we're good I think we mentioned that on the podcast before. Anyway. No,
1: we didn't. Did we not? No, we did not, because I said don't mention
0: it. You're very good, aren't you?
1: I'm, I'm not. I'm just thoughtful. <laughs> oh, and no, I'm not. Nice. <laughs> mm, all right.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I don't have as many places to go visit as you do, you see. So. There yeah. Because you you've been an M for per- longer than I have.
1: No, because I I've, I was traveling the world before I was an MVP. No, because well, I, I just wondering. love to do that, and also I'm just I'm just throwing shit at the walls, lots of times, and sometimes something sticks, and I can travel and do my thing somewhere. So no, I just I love it.
0: that. Oh, and yeah, no, I don't take it back from you. So so there you go. So anyway, we said that. Um, uh, we're going to do uh, a lot of sessions or some sessions on governance. Our subject of the year, that's the best yes. way of describing it, is governance. And yeah. we did from Barcelona last year. Oh, by the way, guess where I'm going tomorrow? I know. And, uh, I know. This time tomorrow night, uh, I'll probably be at dinner, uh, but within with the three cap, hours. With a nightcap
1: at the new <sighs> and improved La Viscaria. The new improved uh, whiskeria. Oh.
0: Yes. I will tell you about it. Yeah. I'll phone you mm-hmm. up and wake you up at two in the morning. I'm still here, Moraine.
1: Can you remember the last <laughs> night
0: we left? Yes. Can you remember that you agreed to pay that bill? <laughs> yes. Can you remember the look on your face when it arrived?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's say it was, uh, yeah.
0: It was worth it. Mm. But it was worth that it. Was, no, say absolutely. it was worth it. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, Mr.
1: Taxman, it was definitely worth it. Uh, I yes. don't know how
0: many people I'll have around me, but I know people mm. are, every time I saying, I'm not going there today. But actually, it's I think I've said before, but the ISC show looks to be the coolest show in the world.
1: I think so as well. There's so many people that I know that are going to be there. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So many people from Microsoft from uh, other vendors, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've got my MVP stickers, so I'll have them on my badge and wandering around. But yeah. I, I'm going to do a lot of team stuff. Uh, teams rooms stuff is the main reason for me going. So I'm going looking forward to seeing all of those. Yeah. But you know I'm a big sound addict in my sound engineering days. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of these really, really small speaker systems, but where they have hundreds of speakers in one set and they just plaster them oh, around the walls. Nice. So you end up with a soundscape. So you've got a VR headset on, and you're actually looking around. But as you look around, the sound is moving around you, oh, and it's and, and, and these things are just walls of little four centimeter speakers. Um, so like you get a sound bar, and you end up with yeah. twenty speakers in, all directing sound. They've got it's the same thing. They've got loads oh, of man. room set up. <gasps> so uh, I'm looking forward to that. They've got mixing desks galore. So I'll be yeah, might be end up okay. spending as yeah. more money than i will do it. Leave your credit card at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a damn good idea. So, yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. That'll be Thursday all day and then back on Friday morning. That's cool. So two nights at the whiskey area. <laughs> and, uh, and maybe I'll go to Braeburn Whiskey as well if I get chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see from there. Yeah. All right, enough about whiskey.
1: No, because one, one last teaser for the whiskey that we are going to taste.
0: Oh, no, on. I forgot so, about it. I'm embarrassed.
1: No, 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 no. So our tagline is we will taste the whiskey that you probably haven't tasted before. And I am 100% sure mm, that 1, all our i sure. have never tasted this whiskey.
0: It's the first bottle of the Dolby
1: label. Exactly. It is so exclusive. So <laughs> exclusive. That there's only one bottle. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And that's standing here.
0: So <laughs> if you want the story of how we have a whiskey with a Dolby label on it, then uh, check out to the end and we'll cover those details. Nice. No. The first of many, of course, because they will be Dolby-labeled whiskey probably soon. Um, by the beginning of next year. hmm So, uh, yes, that's a great. But anyway, uh, good call, Moraine. Good call. Yeah. All right. So now, back to business. So you guys, I'm sure, have heard of ChatGPT, all right? It's been around for a while. I guess the big announcement was in ESPC from... Joe, uh, was it there the the big one where everybody seems to have picked it up from, or was it before? No, I don't
1: think so. No, it was somewhere maybe later. Dolly was the middle of uh,
0: middle of last year. Dolly was last year exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so
1: that was the uh, thing where you could say, "Draw me" or (laughs) "Give me an, an image of." The highways like uh, Picasso would painted, it, yeah, something like
0: that. But GPT was not available when we was in uh, Microsoft at it uh, was Vegas. N-
1: it was not no. available. I've got I a feeling EPC
0: so. was ESPC was where uh, Jeff sat there, and when I wrote a poem, I told him to write a poem from SharePoint, yes, and he's now going to I do a whole bunch of stuff re- around remember
1: it. Remember something. That he sent on Twitter. So it might have been around there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So GPT is the conversational AI. It's an AI bot, isn't yes. it?
0: Uh, but it's a bloody good AI bot. It is f- um, fabulous. Yes. And um, we kind of been playing around with it one way or the other. Um, yeah. You kind of said, hey, give me a, if we write a book about governance, give me a list of the chapters. Yeah. And so that that worked out to be quite yeah, good fun. The
1: book's coming out in three months. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yes. no.
0: Um, Copilot is driven by it, of course, which is Microsoft's code writing mm-hmm. feature, which is good. Yeah. Uh, and I was playing around with it this week, saying that hey, look, we we're going to do governance this year, which is what I mentioned earlier before. Moraine wanted to just fill in the last idea we had, and um, we wanted to do a bit of a deep dive, um, a governance to Z um mm-hmm. uh, tonight so we wanted to to be a bit serious not baseline baseline is what we did last time but we're going to dig in so i kind of said okay chat gpt define m365 governance in three paragraphs that was its instructions yeah and about an hour later when i woke up from the shock of what it created it was pretty <laughs> pretty <laughs> impressive you yes. know it was one of those kind of yes moments this is yeah. really impressive so um so what we're basically are gonna do is uh, we're gonna let that drive our content for today's podcast. Yes, and um, it's pretty cool. So I think uh, do we should we read the paragraph before or at the end? Maybe let's, read. Let's read paragraph number one. Paragraph number yes, one. And then we okay. can talk so, about it. So this is what Chat GPT told us. So he says. Did you Did you get governance? You put it in Klingon again. Yes, I did, oh. did not. Sorry, I couldn't resist. All right, so no, it's very very civilized. It says Microsoft 365 governance refers to the management of policies, procedures, and standards for the use of Microsoft 365 services. It involves defining rules and guidelines for use for access, storage, and dissemination of data and information within an organization using Microsoft 365 services. This helps to ensure the security, compliance, and privacy of sensitive data and information, as well as promotes collaboration and productivity.
1: I just realized that that was
0: very boring. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. You lost me halfway. But, the, the really yeah. interesting thing is that, that that middle sentence there is one that I wrote. Okay. I, I wrote that. So there's a copyright on that middle sentence. It came yeah. from one of my blog items. So, which, which is the one? Which is The, the middle what, one that says it involves defining rules and guidelines for access, use, storage, and dissemination of data and information. That's my words. Okay. So that's copyright. But I will allow it to be used on this podcast. Okay. And if anybody's wondering why I'm saying that, then just check it out because there's a bunch of people that are accusing this whole program of stealing code and information. And so Microsoft are currently being sued. It's an interesting little story. Yeah. Uh, but uh, around with this product. But anyway, so we decided as with, to take that pattern.
1: All great ideas. I mean, if when course. Uber came out, they were being sued by taxi companies.
0: That's true. So yeah, everybody wants a piece of the action. Yeah,
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah good and point. I have to say, um, so last week I've been re-watching uh, Moneyball with Brad Pitt about baseball and how they were gaming this, no, not really gaming oh, decision, that's right. but yes, using remember. statistics yeah. to come up with a, a better solution. So if, I, I think this is the next generation of that. And he, they could just say, okay, we're playing against the Yankees and... Who should we put on first base? Something like that. I don't know. And then the system will say this person because of that and that.
0: So, if you asked the right question here, would you put money on the answer? So let's assume you Not used yet. it to predict. <laughs> would you use it to predict gambling results? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Anyway, the so we decided to use that so what we've done is we have pulled out a bunch of those keywords we've groped them into four areas groped them and grouped them exactly yes Uh, we pulled out and we groped we pulled out and groped yeah um and uh we just thought we'd have a chat because uh, there's a huge full amount of truth in that very boring paragraph yes i mean i would have said that very eloquently read paragraph but you went with boring so that's fine you
1: yeah well it when you read it, it's it's it reads very. Most books do. Very condensed, and there's a lot of information in that yeah. tiny paragraph. All right, cool, so cool. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's let's take a quick look around governance. So, ignoring the GPT stuff, what we're about to cover is really what we do when we define governance uh, for Microsoft 365 within an organization yeah so we broke it down into I guess four areas mm-hmm. um, so we talked about management of things because that's basically what governance is uh, yeah. in some extent we talked about um defining things so uh rules and guidelines and we'll get into those in a little bit mm-hmm. we talked about the different subjects or the areas that you apply governance to yeah. and then we talked about why we're actually doing governance because Simon just has to make some entrance into our podcast nowadays yes mr cynic yeah absolutely. all right good yeah. so now i have
1: to also have to say that this was not all based on the first paragraph it was also the second and the third one we're also there, or at uh, least the second I one. I don't know, and well, I'm not so sure, no. but okay, there are anyway. still
0: things. But we're just talking to the first one, really. Yeah. All right, good. So where do you want to start? Um, start with why,
1: of course. Start with Simon why. Simon Sinek, start with why. So why, why would you want to impose governance?
0: Well, let's hit the, the first one. I told you that I had a, a long session today on, mm-hmm. on SharePoint. Uh, And if Anouk is uh, listening in, hey, hi, thank you very much. That was a great session. Um, But one of those areas, of course, was security. You know, as much as you want to know, hey, I'm creating 75 sites and they're in this structure and all that kind of stuff, then security is a a key part of that um, uh, to Mm -hmm. sort of ensure that your appropriate content is protected and access um, is in those places. So why would I do governance? Because I want to secure my content for my organization. Yeah,
1: you want to make sure that nothing leaks out, but also that specific parts of the organization that are not allowed to talk to each other can't talk to each other.
0: Yeah, the right people get to the right content Uh, and uh, least privileges, so they only get Mm -hmm. to see the things they need to know to do their job if it is a kind of secure area. Yeah. Uh, Or, of course, the areas that I can make comment on that I can collaborate with Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And Microsoft 365 Security is getting more and more of complex subject in terms of if you deep dive into security you're talking about nine or 10 layers of security absolutely
1: yeah so Ten, fifteen 15 years ago we just had sharepoint security and a little bit of ad groups can but you remember the days when oh, we had sharepoint groups and that was so it. easy and there so was only easy.
0: 10 of us in the world that knew how to do security <laughs> it was a bit of a black art
1: <laughs> but that was so nice and uh, these days we've got microsoft 365 groups we've got sensitivity labels that have an impact on security we have so many rules and regulations information barriers stuff like that
0: yeah the the really interesting thing is is that the reason that it became so powerful is that microsoft ended up doing security dynamically yes so they came up with a technique that says actually if i can do a pointer if i can do a guid to that location um and then i can put some code around it and say if you want to initiate this url this guid Mm-hmm. you need to be a member of this group and you get these rights. I mean, security has never changed. It's still three points. Yes. Yeah? So what you actually want to access, what rights you can do when you get there and who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's and that, so that was those levels. So if you don't think I can share a document individually, I can share a site, I can, um, as you say, a label can apply a set of rights and regulations on it. Uh, so, yeah, the security levels are, are really quite high, but it's all still based around those three things. Yeah. So and then that's difficult to explain to people as well. So the other part of governance oh, yeah. is making sure that people understand why they're doing this and some of the guidelines around it, which we will cover in a little while. But security, yes, yes,
1: yeah. yes, absolutely, yeah. Why we're we doing this? Yeah. We security is a security. yeah big reason. Compliance is is another big reason on on why we want to do uh, governance because we might be in a regulated environment like. I am in the pharma world. You were in the bank uh, with your previous project. Um,
0: but, yeah. but everybody needs compliance. It's, course, not, it's yeah. not just about those obvious ones. Everybody has a finance department. Yeah. Everybody has an HR department. Yeah. Uh, everybody has to apply to some kind of health and safety rules. If you're in mainland Europe, Chances are you've got unions and GDPR and all that kind of stuff, all of which will require you to enforce some kind of compliance. Yeah. Um, And, of course, again, compliance in terms of governance. Uh, Labels are a big part of that, of course, allowing you to identify and retention policies, Mm -hmm. whether they're applied to labels or for sites and stuff. Yeah. Um, So, yes, compliance is a a key one. Um, Do we uh, do compliance every time?
1: No. Sometimes we just want to focus on, let's say, collaboration, for example, or communication. And I'm sometimes not worried about compliance. To be honest, I'm rarely concerned about compliance.
0: You naughty, naughty boy. I know. Why not? Do you know how much you can charge for getting compliance right for these organizations? <laughs> if I put that in my job title, I can probably charge much
1: more money, yeah.
0: But I think you need compliance everywhere uh, and, and labels for, for everything. We, and nowadays, of course, we're, we're talking about things like um, uh, bring your own device and that kind of stuff. The easiest way of doing it is to put compliance labels on things and, mm-hmm. and protect it and stop things happening that way. So yeah. compliance, I think, is key, uh, and and labels should be done by default now. But there you go. So compliance, key area, um, mm-hmm. and you can read a whole bunch of that stuff if need be. So we're doing it to make sure that the organization is compliant with various rules around their content and information.
1: Yeah. So next one would be uh, the privacy, so sensitive data, sensitive information,
0: Confidential information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which also kind of
1: ties back into security and compliance, I guess. Well, it's all the same thing, isn't it? It's,
0: you know, if I'm going to a bank and uh, I go to the safe uh, and uh, I've got the money in there, so it's secure, but, you know, there's also going to be all of the documentation associated with that money and to make sure it's compliant and it's, uh, you know, tied to certain people and there's certain rules and regulations around it. Uh, Inside that safe, there will also be. Privacy and documents and financial Mm -hmm. information potentially that people want to keep. So, kind of lock boxes and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but what kind of information would we think about securing within our governance? So, you know, what would be private?
1: HR files.
0: Yeah. So, people's confidential issue files, OneDrive documents when somebody's left the organization. (laughs) Yeah. Nightmare. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. Well, it's not a nightmare from an IT technical perspective. We know exactly what you can do and we know the best way to do it, but mm-hmm. then, you yeah. know, politically. So, that's yeah. pretty interesting.
1: Some sales information, maybe yeah. some R&D sensitive stuff.
0: Yes, research and development, one of those underlined mm-hmm. uh, areas that is very very true. So, oh. yes, sensitive data there. Um uh, and the yes, confidential information um a lot of stuff uh, uh, around in you know, acquisitions and mergers uh, yeah oh yeah new definitely
1: yeah exactly
0: and all of these require a certain amount of consultants and ideas and development because they're a lot of them are unique solutions so you know um yeah all right and then you because you have to think about the security compliance and privacy but around sensitivity labels especially for when you're archiving stuff so when you've got a team site and you've got data in there and you want to sort of close that team site down, generally what you do is you archive it, You mm-hmm. you know, which means that all of a sudden different people could access that content. So if you've got something that is super confidential, that you want to still be able to keep it away from whoever's managing the archive uh, yeah. and uh, those labels are a key for that kind so of thing. So you area.
1: might want to go redacting some data. Um, I know one company where I assisted the team that did the mergers and acquisitions and they didn't have so they were buying a bunch of companies and they didn't put the name of the company that they were trying to buy on the site they were yep. all giving it nicknames
0: <laughs> yes we're going to buy Donald Duck next week
1: exactly yeah stuff like that yeah neat, neat so things. that that was that was very cool because if it would to, if it were to leak out within the company or within whatever people could buy stock of the other companies and stuff like that.
0: And there's an interesting last comment that came out um, of uh, uh, the last sentence of our GPT-created thing. was um, uh, as well as promoting collaboration and productivity. Yeah. So why is that actually an, a governance item? Because
1: that is kind of the thing that we want to to do that Agreed. is why we are getting Microsoft 365
0: it is but i think the reason that we actually promote collaboration and productivity is because people trust the system so all of those yes. security checks we put into play all of those things where you know people will collaborate safely and they will use it as part of their productivity because they know that people will only get to see content they want to have released and that uh, they know that security is working and that if they share something with people that it will still be maintained i don't fully agree
1: because you still see so much shadow it people sending whatsapp messages instead of secure emails people using all kinds of cloud stuff to share documents if they're not allowed to. But why? Because they want to collaborate and they just find want to find a solution that can help them to do that.
0: But if you get all of this right, the governance right, you're know. doing just enough governance to make sure that your content safe, but people can use those tools.
1: Yes. And you said something very important is trust the system. But... People want to collaborate and communicate and share files and do stuff regardless of if they trust it or not. They just want it to be easy and simple and
0: get the job done. So is this not um, an interesting alignment between governance and uh, change and adoption?
1: Absolutely. Yes. And how
0: close they are working together.
1: Yeah. It might be guidelines depending on the platform like... When do I want to create a Teams team? When do I want to create a group chat, for example? But it might also be guidelines depending on what kind of department you are or guidelines depending on what you want to do, like a project or a department. or
0: Yeah, guidelines on uh, when I create a public team site or a private team site. Guidelines around, well, I'll tell you what most of this might be. is Mocha, the Mocha Framework. Yes, A lot of the guidelines would be in the Mocha framework, mm-hmm. but not rules. Yeah. I uh, haven't looked at the Mocha framework
1: in a really long time.
0: I had a, a conversation a meeting today, another one of my 90, different 90-minute 90 session. But this one was about uh, where Microsoft 365 project is going uh, with uh, a new member of the staff. And they'd already pulled up the Mocha framework as their guidelines for their change and adoption. Nice. And I went, that's cool. A uh, bit old, but that's cool. Oh, do you know I know the guy that wrote it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> name drop. Boom. Um, Boom. Yes. I wish I could remember his name, but we did meet him at comms first a few uh, years ago. Yeah. But there you are. It doesn't really matter. Um. So, yeah, so guidelines. And and I think most of what we do um, uh, are guidelines. That's where the power is. Okay? Yeah. Because whenever you talk about security and compliance and privacy, you're always talking about restricting, tying things yeah. down, making things don't. So you can have a whole bunch of rules, but that will not encourage usage. It won't encourage flexibility. It won't encourage creating a solution. It will encourage shadow IT. Yes. So having guidelines well publicized on how they can do certain functionality. Uh, within those rules and regulations, encourages promoting collaboration and productivity.
1: Yeah. And of course, these rules are something that you also need to have a way to police them because if you can't enforce your rules or check if no rules are broken, then yeah.
0: No, I I absolutely agree entirely. I think that uh, and Microsoft have got a fabulous stuff in their compliance and oh, security yeah. centers now the the uh, audit logs and event logs that you can go searching for uh, and as always microsoft to go way over the board so when you try and find any of these things it's nigh on impossible yeah but uh but as as we were talking earlier about something else um you know you go around looking at some of these products like syskit we we talked about syskit and there's a uh, the other one, these kind of bolt-on kind of products mm-hmm. that will go and sort them out for you. Yeah, uh, but uh, but filtering and looking at them uh, a lot easier. I remember the time when you used to have to export an events file from the SharePoint server. Yeah, and you ended up with a text file about seventeen yards long, and uh, yeah. searching through it. Well, they were the days. Things have moved on, which is good news. All right. So those rules and those guidelines then, and they apply generally to different areas of the site. So again, it talks about uh, a number of areas within the Microsoft 365 services, and we just took two or three or four of them here. Um, mm-hmm. So guides and regulations, security compliance, applied to? Access. Access. Yeah.
1: If you're an external person, you can do this, you can't do this. If you're an HR person, you can do this, you can't do that. Yes. Things like that.
0: I think the, um, the biggest place that that's valid is for MS Teams and meetings nowadays. Um, so yes. guest accounts and guest access into a meeting de- de- decides whether you can see things during the meeting, yeah. see things after the meeting, what you can chat. So yeah. if you um, can
1: play around with the whiteboard just like everyone else. Yeah. If you can do Excel Lives, if you can um, participate in polls, yeah. Depending on what kind of meeting templates we have these days, yeah. yeah, bunch of things happening in that space.
0: Yeah, no, there will be. And there's a whole bunch of stuff coming on as well. So, so that'll be cool. So yes, yeah, so accessing different things, um, but of course we're also talking about uh, libraries and uh, chat and the right places again. Yeah, uh, but where you go. but but in effect, this is about making sure that that user can get to their content, whatever security model you have in place. Uh, but then that can make it easier or harder for people to do what they need to do. Uh, Absolutely,
1: example, one so. one of the projects uh, in my um, pharma at my pharma customer is actually having some kind of uh, reporting system be able to write PDF reports into a SharePoint library. So we need to figure out how that system can get access to our SharePoint environment.
0: Okay so it's an adobe system or something along those lines.
1: No it's uh, something else it's something that really uh does oh, clinical support. data gotcha. uh, yeah and reports on that and they want to keep those reports and publish them somewhere where a bunch of people can access them so sharepoint would be the logical place Graph API uh, and yes yeah. but then again we need to talk to sharepoint with a service account uh, with a uh, application ID yeah. and a key, but where are we storing that information? Azure. We can't just put that. You know, we we can't just put that in um, in in the script that we're using to ask you. Yes, you So it you needs can. to store that in a credential manager. No. Yes, you do. Azure. No, you don't. Yes. No, because the Same thing is can. running. No. Trust me. No. Because it's it's a system that is running on premises needs ah, to talk okay, gotcha. online. There's a a bunch of rules and regulations. We've been Octa. we've been working on this for a really long time, and we're almost there to have a you're playing
0: in the big boy world now aren't you? yes with and big I boy pants
1: i don't like it it's big not boy for pants. me it's too complicated and i don't understand
0: anything <laughs> of that. but if but in if, if in the azure world and the online world and the app world those mm-hmm. those um service app accounts managed by azure yes. are incredibly clever and very yeah. flexible uh, i assume ekta's doing a, a bunch of extra stuff around there as well because it's a long time since i've been there but basically it gives you the ability to use the account but the account does the work so it separates you from any of the security Mm -hmm. stuff it's very smart and neat so i remember having to set the governance up for that but again that's where the complications are yeah so so that so yeah access of different kinds different places Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind and again the rules and guidelines you know Um, access guideline will be you are allowed to share people For a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, A rule, you are allowed to go into the site and do this content. Yeah. Interesting one in terms of uh, our content architecture. So um, policy documents or instructions for operational use, I have access to where they are but I may not have access to the sites that they're displayed on or that they're in, but that doesn't oh, really yeah. matter. I can yeah. see the library and the documents, but they're being displayed in a PMP web part on my normal site. So I don't know where it's being created, and yeah. I don't particularly care, but I get to see the content displayed sort of in the place that I, I need to see it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's cool. So usage. yeah which is probably a perfect example of what I've just described. <laughs> Actually, it is. Yes. So, next. no,
1: Yeah. No, but usage, we both need to monitor usage to see if we need to do something, if specific things are very popular or very much being asked and not delivered, st- stuff like that. So, yeah. Absolutely. No,
0: I think usage is important as well. Because... Um, if you don't get this right, if you don't define uh, a user story around how somebody is going to access or do something or get to a place or run a workflow or approve something... Um, and that it's easy to do and it's Mm -hmm. good in your adoption and change, then you're never really going to sort of get the full benefits, the full return on investment. Second time we've used that word tonight. Yeah. um, Because the usage is literally a definition of what I'm going to do with this product on my day-to-day work and my day-to-day life.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So um, that is pretty cool, and sharing is also in the same space here. There's no point yep. trying to come back to that. We've talked about access and usage, but mm-hmm. you know we talked about sharing as well. Again, based upon those rules, who can share, uh, what I can share, uh, what, and the guidelines yeah, around sharing, sharing scope. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. that's
1: true. So another subject would be storage, uh, yes. as well. Uh, super important. Uh, defining where I'm going to keep something, but also that also implies if I'm storing something at some location who can access it, what's the usage and who can share?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And as, as I talked to you uh, about a project that we're doing today about this, this, the, the SharePoint work, we've got a very clear definition of where collaboration is and where document management is. So, Uh, You know, SharePoint sites are going to be used for document management um, to be able to sort of work out where our storage is. We'll migrate content into there. Uh, And then team sites will be connected into the hubs for the collaboration process. uh, And they'll be able to share from the team sites, but not from uh, outside of their area in the SharePoint site. So that's our baseline governance. So that's all we did today. 90 minutes. You know, the baseline governance was designed. Uh, We'll look at the design document and find out how that's going to go. So I'm sure it will get tweaked.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, So that was interesting. Wow, that's good. All from one paragraph of chat GPT. So that was definitions, uh, the subjects, and why we're going with... We've saved one till last, which is the biggie-biggie one, really, I guess. But, uh, you know, how are you going to manage... Uh, all of your uh, uh, rules regulations the different subjects and ensure that you're you know uh, uh, meeting the why questions and all that kind of stuff yeah and that was in our first sentence wasn't it yeah governance refers to the management of policies procedures and standards
1: yeah i think that is
0: the most important bit Policies are a newish thing for Microsoft, though, in terms of the user word. We know what a policy means, of course. Yeah. But they're now using them to govern so many. I mean, uh, in the Microsoft Teams administration pages, there are policies all over the place. Policy 18, galore. 18 yeah. different policies that are applied. In fact, one of my presentations this year is going through all the policies in MS Teams. Cool. So one of my speaking uh, sessions is uh, identifying the policies uh, and just running through them what they control, what they do, because there are so many different them, And it's a great word for that. I mean, you don't get it in SharePoint. We obviously get administration in SharePoint because mm-hmm. it's been around for a long time. But policies um, uh, and have those uh, uh, MS teams, of course, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. But policies are also not necessarily about Microsoft 365. Well, in
1: in our case, we are talking about Microsoft 365,
0: so... I don't agree. Okay. So imagine that you have processors around things like um, opening and closing accounts. Yeah. And they will be policy-based. Mm -hmm. So, there will be security policies that are being applied that you have to turn into real working security settings or procedures or standards. So, policies are going to drive so many things. Governance policies are going to drive so many things in terms of what you need to actually deliver for your Microsoft 365. How do you… As if you are responsible for a Microsoft 365, oh, in your big boy pants, you are responsible for a Microsoft 365 environment. Oh, boy. But you're going to get driven by security policies, yeah. access policies, yeah. uh, that is more business-based more than anything else. Uh, you're going to have policies around uh, consultants' accounts and user accounts, ad, uh, onboarding, outboarding. Yeah. And they're all policies created by somebody else or owned by somebody else, but they have a direct effect on how you manage your Microsoft 365 environment. Yes. You can't ignore them.
1: No, absolutely. No.
0: So there you go, really. Mm-hmm. Tiring, isn't it, all this governance stuff?
1: It is. Is it time for a whiskey yet?
0: Not yet. We've oh. got two more areas all to do because right. we need okay. to think about procedures and standards. standards. Yes.
1: What would be a standard? What would be a standard... Um, I had an interesting call this morning about um, one of my customers wants to send, well, they're doing this every year. They have to send everyone in the organization a document that says how many uh, vacation days and holidays they have this year. Okay. And that is... I think, a standard because that's something that they have to do or that they said some years ago, this is something that we need to do from HR. We'll send everyone a document outlining these are the types of holidays and vacation days and these are how much you have. And these are the rules around it. Standards. I don't know. I think that's a standard because that's something that they do every year.
0: Great question. Might be a process not, as well. Yeah, I guess it's a process but but that's interesting. A standard. I I think a standard is a a set of things that are applied to something. So it's the standard way of working.
1: Hmm. Yes. So I, S-O-P's. I and there
0: is a standard, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um standards and procedures. But uh, I think your annual leave thing is uh there's a standard way of rep- of telling people how they do their Yes. But would that not be a procedure? I asked the question because I don't know the answer. I'm just starting to look at this and going, I looked at this sentence and went, yes, it refers to the management of policies, procedures, and standards for the use of it Microsoft 365 service. It does sound good. good. But now I'm looking at them. I mean, and don't get me wrong. We do need policies. We do need procedures. Are they standardized? Maybe that's a better word that helps us describe this. They're standard well, procedures. No, they are, aren't they? There are maybe. The
1: thing is, every time you request the project site, you will always get the same result. Template. So it's a standard site. We call it a template.
0: And also, um, there is a workflow that you initiate or a script that you run that uh, goes through and removes deleted accounts. No, that's a procedure.
1: Maybe if you want to build a workflow you always have to have a number of rules in place to make sure that it will not go into an infinite loop, for example. That might be a set of standards that your workflow has to adhere to, if otherwise it can't be published. Uh, alignment, then? Mm, no, more of a set of rules that you have for within your organization are you just asking chat gpt what a standard No, i couldn't be bothered to
0: type in the password and stuff for it but i did talk to mr g mr g mr g said that standard or standards is a level of quality or attainment that was built to the standard so
1: my workflow example was yeah And and
0: the the site template would also be the case. Something used as a measure, norm, or a model in competitive evaluation. So standardized sites, standardized libraries. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that when I was looking at this list earlier. A library that uh, is set up to a certain set of requirements is a standard library. My standard library has... Minor uh, and major versions enabled. Has No folders. These five metadata fields. Exactly. This content type. Yeah. So so those policies that drive the standards to be able to make sure you've got the building blocks. Yeah. I like that. And procedures, of course, are those workflows that we talked about that add or take away people. So one of the things that, again, we talked about, it's such a long time since I've set up a SharePoint site. I've been really good getting back into that space. Mr. (laughs)
1: AWS.
0: No, I did less work on that. But most of the time, because I've spent a year rolling out MS Teams first. Yeah. So it's been a, been a year, but mm-hmm. so yes, you, kind of, you uh,
1: spend a, a year rolling out MS teams. So we have this good friend, Tony, and he rolled out MS mm-hmm. teams in how many, how many hours? Uh,
0: yeah. Do you know, <laughs> you know, the, you know, these things that you're eating here. Yeah. Tony bought them. And they gave me them in this weekend because, oh. uh, it was my birthday on Friday. Thank you, Tony. I'm still grabbing That's your right. nuts. It's, yes. We're still yes. grabbing Tony's nuts. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, so I saw him at the weekend. So he says, hi, um, Right. So, uh, it's completely distracted me.
1: Yes. I know Tony's nuts always distract me. (laughs) They can be. Yes.
0: (laughs) It was good fun. I do like talking to that man. We never stopped talking all Mm. night. It was good fun. So, um, yeah, so basically manage things by policies based upon what we apply to. That Mm -hmm. defines the procedures and the standardizations we have on the site, the layout, the navigation and that kind of stuff. And the procedures are how we add people and the, you know how we yeah. uh, uh, ensure so where we're at. Could
1: you say that a policy is outlining something how it should be and a procedure are the actual steps to make that happen? To make it happen. I think that's a perfect, perfect. Do you want to say that again? No. But yes, you And then you're a right. standard is the level of quality that we want to add to our procedure in order to. Yeah, a standard is
0: what a document library looks like until you give it to a user and they completely fuck it up. Yes then it becomes non-standard exactly. so and that's because we give them guidelines and best practices instead of just giving them rules mm-hmm. if we gave them rules they would never be able to change it i got asked that question today because the sharepoint stuff you know like are you going to allow people to delete documents <laughs> yeah of course but i'll use my sensitivity labels to make sure that they're still there for a, you know, a number of years. Yeah, a number yeah. of years. Yeah. <laughs> in case anybody wants it back. Yeah,
1: we're so. just going to back up the recycle bin for every. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. There you go. I knew that we would talk nearly an hour on just one paragraph. Did we? 53 minutes in. Cool. Just in time nice. to taste an incredibly unique whiskey. Nice. Let me just get the whiskey up on. Um, oh, we can't. Oh,
1: no, we can't. <laughs> this bottle is a one of one.
0: <laughs> Yes, so do I tell them or do you?
1: No, you, you All do, right. it's,
0: it's, a, it's a Dolby, it's a single malt Dolby 18 months ago, um, uh, in the summer of lockdown or the end of the lockdown um, uh, We drove down to France, we've told everybody this before And I, the first whiskey I, I took in, in Dijon, um, where we'd stopped off for the night Was a French whiskey, uh, and it was brilliant and I and I said to the guy, "Where does this come from?" He says, "Oh no, they're just down the road." Well, that's not really true. They were further up north, but it was. But in from France, the everything in France is just down, down the, the road, road. So yeah. <laughs> and it was the Resilier's distillery, mm-hmm. um, and I I I am so really taken by this. I really should do a, a revisit, and it's the thing in the back of my mind that I always thought we should do an office 365 five weekend away for anybody that wants to join us yeah because it's maybe such instead cool of
1: going to barcelona like we do every year we go to dijon that's not a bad idea or, actually yeah
0: that's not a bad idea at all it's and not near just, dijon but it's, no, it's close but to that we, area yeah. But, yeah, but yeah we yeah, just yeah, do
1: it. like two days of proper whiskey enlightenment
0: Well, uh, what I did was I phoned them up and said, hey, I'd like to come and and talk to you. And uh, and I looked on their website and they did a process where you could blend your own whiskey. Nice. And that's what we would do. I can imagine six of our listeners all around a table with you and I, with the the main blender there, the the master blender. Uh, Actually, it was the ambassador, uh, you know, going through the process. And it was very scientific. So there was four bottles of whiskey Mm -hmm. one was actually not really whiskey but it was just whiskey so it was very rough straight out the barrel let's assume it was three years and one day Mm -hmm. okay plain and everything else there was one very old whiskey so 10 or 12 years old, one petered version, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and another one, which I can't remember, a sweet one. It was actually quite sweet for it to come out of a barrel from a, um, a Madeira Some or a wine. Yeah, yeah one okay, of the wine yeah. casks. No, it was a sherry one. It was definitely okay. over sherry. And he'd literally pulled them from these barrels this morning. Okay. And so he'd literally prepared for it, I guess, so that I was the first one done for a while. So everything was cask strength. Mm. And then there was water. Mm-hmm. and then basically it was off you go and so you were literally mixing the different blends of whiskey and you then get to take away and tasting of course to, and tasting, of tasting constantly I got completely arsed I mean because um, <laughs> he was he was helping and having a great conversation but he kept spitting it into a bucket because he had to drive to Paris to go home that night oh you know? yeah yeah. me no and, and I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so okay, oh, yeah not quite there so I taste a bit more and uh, and yes yeah, so we have the Dolby whiskey, uh, the Size Steve, it's 48%. So we, we we brought it down. The Dolby um, blend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Dolby blend, the Size Steve blend, in fact, yeah. that's what I call it. So I might do the label Size Steve blend. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's dated in uh, July 2021. So, um, yeah, that's what we're going to be tasting tonight. It's been on my shelves a while, um, and uh, it's interesting, to say the least. I don't know what you're <laughs> going to think about this. Let me pour it while you talk and tell nice. everybody how much fun you're about to have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it it
1: looks like a, a, a nice bottle, so you haven't been drinking a lot of it. No, so I bought six bottles. Of- oh, you bought six bottles. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 I know, because you also gave me one. And I have to say, I am very amazed at the quality that these people are delivering the roselieux. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So,
0: so Mr. Mr. Roseliers or whatever is Mm -hmm. you pronounce this. um, So it's a, it's a guy that owns the distillery and I I know I'm retelling a story from the time we tasted one out of the barrel, but um, uh, silver dropped me off. They went off walking with Sarah and I just stood there and I went, okay, great. Walked in. Um, And uh, they own the farm they own the wheat fields they own the everything on a completely end-to-end process so when nice. i walked into the back of the distillery there is a combine harvester that is about to go and combine the barley that is going to make the whiskey later on oh, it was brilliant. amazing brilliant it was amazing yeah so um, and uh, basically the guy just decides oh I'm going to make this kind of whiskey and he he just knows he knows which barrels have been used in what he's just got a mind and they've got barrels all over the place I, I went into a little cave and there was barrels They, it's on the side of a volcano an old volcano so the yeah. fertile I saw it is great it was well worth a trip honestly okay. so I like this idea of doing a couple of days out there as yeah. a bit of a, a thing so tell me what do you think I haven't tasted it yet. I was looking at the bottle, and I can
1: see it's it's a bit cloudy. So Is it? it means non-chill filtered.
0: I'm oh guessing. yeah, no, it's definitely not so, filtered. Yeah, this this literally got sucked out of a barrel into a bottle, and then I basically mixed it.
1: Brilliant. Yes. So I hope I don't get any splinters.
0: Yeah. No. I love the color of it. It's a kind of. Um, uh, very, very light amber. Uh, yes. And it's almost translucent amber. Yes.
1: So, it, it, it kind of gives me the vibe that this might be super peaty.
0: Um, and if you put your nose in it, you can get smoke. It's, yeah. So, it's I, I
1: already nosed it. And I definitely get some of that smoke. I
0: forgot how good this was. I yeah. know that I'm, I'm preempting. I get mm-hmm. it. But... Mm-hmm. but
1: uh, it is. The nose is pretty good. So, I do get some of that smoke, some of that typical hospital... Stuff. So, um, yeah. did did the guy use uh, lefroy
0: casks? Uh, there was, um, yes, it was a quarter cask. I, I could dig the photographs out, but you're yeah. right. I think it is a quarter cask. Yes,
1: because it does give me a little Lafreugi mm. type of yep. um, feel. Yeah,
0: it's that kind of smoky, orangey thing, isn't it? It's not not smoked orange, but it's no. kind of a warm smokiness around the nose. Yes, yes. And
1: I have to say, yeah, it's, it's a little mm. stewed fruit. So I don't think there's a lot of sherry in it, but there's no. definitely a little.
0: You know I don't like sherry. No, I, no. back then you didn't. That's true too. Oh. The tears. I think this is
1: getting better. <laughs> yes, beautiful tears on the glass. Mm. Let me t- taste.
0: Tell you something, you need to hold on to your nuts. It really has got a bite to it. Nice bite. But Now, now, what's interesting in the blending process, I'll tell you in a second. Where we go. Yeah. Is that good? Ooh. Oh, that is nice. It is, isn't it? It
1: has a... It's well-rounded, nice and oily, good mouthfeel. Yep. Good hit of pepper on the back, and a nice long finish.
0: Yes, mine's still going. Yeah. Ah, that's good news. Mm. You like it then? Yes. That was a, a, a nerve-wracking little episode because I really? forgot what it tastes like. I haven't drank it for a long, long time. The, but what I do remember it, now I'm drinking it, is that that pepper comes from the very new whiskey. And um, uh, obviously the smoky whiskey was there, so that was the bulk of where I want to get to. Is this good news or bad news? Oh, the faces you're pulling. Love it. Um, mm. But when you put the different whiskies in, it does cut across so just because you mix more of the, you know, the harsh whiskey, which you only literally put a very small amount in, it mm-hmm. really brings it front. It doesn't slice into too much of the other stuff. Uh, just whether that was adds to... Yeah, adds adds a level of harshness and sharpness to it. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. I'm just going to try something mm-hmm. I've not done with this whiskey well before either. Well done, buddy. Well done. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm just going to put a drop of water in... Uh, mm-hmm where's the angel's hole
1: yeah mm. it's nice and warm stewed fruit medicinal dark yeah with a nice sharp bite in the yeah behind the tongue and a really long, good finish. No mintiness, no...
0: Try that with a touch of water. Oh. I'll uh, just... Okay, oh, You've got no some worries. still in there, have you? Yeah, yeah. Just That's interesting. It takes that bite away, but it brings out Apple undertones. It
1: always does that. Mm. It takes a little bit of that bite away, and it brings out some...
0: Yeah. Nose gone. Does kill the nose, yeah. Yeah, We know that. I like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have to say I do like it without water. Mm. I'm more of a fan. Because that it has more depth and complexity, but if you add a little bit of water to it, it does bring out more subtle tones. It does, yeah. Doesn't and take away said, the finish though, which the is nice. The apples, yeah. um, but I get a lot of stewed yeah fruit, uh, fruit in there. No apricots, no pineapple, no minty but things.
0: The company used to. Um, I don't know whether they still do, but they used to do a fruit liqueur as well called Morels or using something little lemony, round, Mm -hmm. orangey things. But they still do a lot of that as well. So they're used to that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. There you go. Thank you for tasting that. You pulled it off my shelf and went, hey, man, we should do that. And you're not wrong.
1: It's a good idea. Yes.
0: Highly recommend that. So listen, if anybody really does fancy doing something like this, we can arrange it yeah okay We're it's about two hours from Brussels if you're coming in from the UK we would really well organize a, yeah. a little trip so if you fancy it then please let us know just contact us directly and say you know if you organize a tasting weekend uh, we'll do this particular distillery because it's in the middle of nowhere there's a hotel uh, about half a mile away that does great food walking I haven't distance. been there No. Yeah. well oh. yeah walking distance great walking uh, if you want to bring the wives so they can go walk off while we get drunk in the distillery, then somebody can drive, drive us back. So I think we could do easily a couple of a, a good, you know, nice weekend and, yeah. and drinking. So We just need we a reason. That. We just need a reason. So, so we need to run a, a SharePoint Saturday or whatever yes. they call it now, a community day at Resilier's Distillery. Yeah. That's oh, that's so actually tempting, isn't it? not a bad idea. I know, I was just thinking the same. It's the words came I out just of my mouth.
1: four hours in the morning of Microsoft 365, and then four hours of...
0: A walk around the... Um, yeah,
1: tour of the distillery, mm. blend your own whiskey, a little tasting menu, and then a nice dinner after that. And then lights awesome. out and sleep like a baby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this sounds too good to be true, doesn't yeah. it? all right well there you go guys if it's something that you're, you're up for uh, Aviva Explorers so Whiskey Explorers um, yep. we need to work this out yeah <laughs> Colab Explorers that one doesn't really matter mm, all right okay. good 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 all right let's, let's uh, wind this up and then we'll let Moraine close this down again so we did something weird we got ChatGPT to define governance for us because we wanted to be able to dig down and say hey this is what governance really is. And I Mm -hmm. think we've managed to encapsulate not just the high-level stuff, but we've dug fairly deep here talking about all the areas that governance is applied to. The one I like more than anything else is that definition, rules versus guidelines. I think that getting those two right defines the success of your Microsoft 365 environment, collaboration versus flexibility versus control. Yeah. So and that's then nice it's
1: all about communicating those and enforcing those
0: that was last year adoption and change was I old know. hat we've I done know. that we're I beyond know. that uh, unless somebody wants to book our workshop we're more than happy to redo yeah. that uh, but uh, yeah so, so that's governance based. so yeah for me I really hope you've enjoyed this it was a, an interesting approach we took uh, and I don't regret it at all whether chat GPT actually uh, does its job, doesn't matter, it provided us with enough information to speak at so that was good, and then we tasted that amazing whiskey, but I'm going to stop here and just have a say goodbye from Steve Dolby, sigh Steve wherever you want to find me, and hand over to Moraine as I put my finger on the stop button, ciao guys
1: well, I want to do something that I haven't done in a very long time, oh, and that I have is to get actually
0: Sorry? Do I have to get undressed again?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So actually, um, dear listener, if you like this podcast, give us a rating on Spotify or Apple or whatever you use to listen to our podcast. And that would just mean the world to us.
0: It would. And actually, we know we've got a bunch of new listeners. Because our numbers since December have gone really high, and we know we're picking people up in the US now from mm-hmm. the New York podcasting website. So, welcome. We hope you've enjoyed. And yes, so yes, please give us a good like on Spotify or wherever. And yeah, uh, catches on uh, Twitter. No, you're right there, Mairin. Good call.
1: So we are on Twitter at uh, Office Three Six Five Distilled. Um, we're on Facebook as well. We're on. I don't know. We're everywhere.
0: Yeah, Office Weeks 5 Distilled, and our website for most access to everything is www.marineandsteve.com. Yeah. And that's the best place to be. Good. Thank you. Bye.